the blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm John Spees. And today we have got gods in the trivia world of podcasting. We have uh, in one corner, Mr. Jonathan Oaks of the Trivial Warfare Podcast. Say hi, Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. (laughs) And in the other corner, we have got Christopher Hollister, also from the Trivial Warfare Podcast. Man, uh, uh, we were we were just said we were trivia gods. Um, maybe trivia hall of famers because that's actually legit. That is true. You guys are in the uh, the is it the U.S. Is it the World Trivia Hall of Fame? It is the world. I always like oh. bragging about that before doing poorly at a trivia game. <laughs> that that really sets the tone. It's fantastic. <laughs> well. Uh, we are really excited to, to have you guys on our humble, trivia, nostalgic-based podcast. Uh, John and I are both patrons of Trivial Warfare. We're big, big fans. And partly even, like, you know, it, it made us want to do this podcast because, you know, we love listening to you guys. So we're like, well, hey, if they can do it, we certainly can, too. <laughs> I know that. That's feel, true. Bro. Jonathan makes it look easy, I tell you what. But it's, uh, it's a lot of work, but... Uh... I think we're going to have some fun today because, uh, once again, this is going to be like an old school trivial warfare episode. It's going to be Jonathan against me. So I'm loving this. People don't realize how competitive we are with each other. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Oh, you should see us playing board games. Oh, we get upset. Oh, man. Uh, All right. Well, this is exciting. Um, And more than we uh, go into before we go into anything else, uh, here is the breakdown of the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head to head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If someone answers their question wrong, their opponent has a chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, video games, sports, news and politics, fashion, technology, slang, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you have before answering a three-tiered question, which must have all parts correct in order to score the points. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, gentlemen, before we get into, you know, the all of round one. I was just kind of curious. A little, a little quick little thing. What is uh, your favorite '80s or not '80s? What is your favorite childhood cartoon theme song? Oh wow! Childhood cartoon theme song. I'm gonna tell you this. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's the one that's stuck in my head the most. And that's the gummy bears. It's the oh, gummy that's bears a good one. song. That's a great gummy yeah. bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Finding venture that's beyond compare. They are the gummy bears. Yeah, it's a fantastic. I can tell one. you which one I hate. Oh, <laughs> are we allowed to swear on this show? Are you? Do, are you like? Wait, You're allowed wait. to swear. I will bleep it, and it's no big deal. But all right, cool. swear all you want. I hate the f- Smurf 
<laughs> Todd, the Smurfs. Isn't it all it is? It's just la 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 la. la. No, la, I, uh, la, la, I'm, uh, la, la. I'm a Thundercats guy. Oh, Thundercats uh, on that the move. Thundercats are loose. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Oh, that's that's a solid one, man. Hey, Chris, can you do your Transformers imitation? Sure. <laughs> I don't know how well it comes out on the microphone, but it's like, it's like I was transported. Yeah. <laughs> or Actually, it, and you know what? Jonathan is right, though. Transformers also, that's another really good theme song that I, I, I dug a lot. And uh, even I even have the Transformers the movie on DVD, and I just bought it on iTunes so I can have it digitally as well. Nice. Oh, yeah. I saw that movie three times in the theater. I dragged my poor grandmother to it twice. <laughs> I feel I feel like, like we should have... It's like uh, Orson Welles is in it, Mom. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I said to my grandmother. It's like, oh, you'll know Orson Welles' voice. She's like, who? <laughs> uh, we actually have that slotted on our other podcast sometime in the future. We, I feel like we should have you on as the guest to talk about that movie. Oh, Transformers, I, yeah. I would be honored to do it. That would be so much fun because, uh, plus, um, anyway, yeah, we could talk about that another time, but come on. All right. Spike, I mean, uh, Spike Wickwicky swears in it. It's fantastic. (laughs) Well, all right, gentlemen, Um, because John and I actually did our our top 10 uh, cartoon theme songs and Thundercats, I ranked higher than Gummy Bears, which was Gummy Bears was number eight. I gave Thundercats my number two. Uh, That means Jonathan is going to go first. Oh, I see what you did there. What was number one? DuckTales. Totally appreciate that. I can't argue with that. Yeah, I thought of DuckTales would have gone that way. That was his number one, not my number one. What was your number one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mask. I don't remember the song, but I remember the show. Yeah. Yeah, the song song is much better than the show. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Jonathan, how about you start us off in round one? Round one. And pick your category. Uh, I think how many? Uh, so we're going to go through all the categories, right? We're going to go through all the categories, but you get the advantage of picking uh, your own category. And when it's off for this round, it's off for this round. Oh, I see now. Okay, I'm going to go with movies. Movies. All right. And your decade is going to be the 70s. Ooh. This is a this is a defensive play up front. Uh, I'm stealing movies from Chris. I would have gone TV, but I'll probably get a TV question wrong. Okay. I like that strategy. It's nice that you actually put some thought into it. Okay. Your question. A vicious man-eating shark terrorized what fictional New England island town in 1975's Jaws? Oh, what's it called? It was, um... I'm I'm worried that I'm getting uh, the Amityville horror mixed up, but I think it's Amity Island, so I'm going to say Amity Island. Amity Island is correct! Well done! Nice job, Jay! I mean, I was like, I'm really afraid that I'm getting these things all all confused here, but uh, yeah, confused. No, <laughs> yep. Jonathan's making up new words. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chris, it's your turn to pick the category for yourself. Okay. Um. You know what? I want to get this knocked out so it's done. Let's do fashion, please. Fashion. Okay. Are you a little little afraid of it? Uh, no, I'm not a little afraid of it. I'm terrified of it. It's a really <laughs> odd strategy. You could have left it for last, and it might have ended up being mine. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a possibility, but um, you know what? There's a few other ones on here. I think you'll have uh, you'll have fun with. So okay, well, I'm stealing TV from you next, just so you know. <laughs> well, crap. All right. Yeah, that was really bad thinking, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, your decade is going to be the '90s. Okay. Founded in 1992 by Damon John, now of Shark Tank fame. The American hip-hop apparel company FUBU swept the nation in the 90s. What does FUBU stand for? It stands for For Us, By Us. That is correct. All right, well done. Whew, I'll take that. <laughs> <sighs> All right, take your TV, jerk face. I'm taking TV because I uh, play with strategy. All right, and uh, your decade is also going to be the 90s. Following the adventures of characters living inside a computer and debuting in 1994, what is the name of this action-adventure kids show, which was the very first full-length computer-animated TV series? Oh, crap on a stick. You can have that one, Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) A 94 kids show. I was... uh, I was 18, 17, 18, and 94. wasn't watching the kids' shows. Um, I thought you were aiming towards, like, Kid Video or Max Headroom or something like that at first. And now this is kind of more like the time period of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, Never even heard of that one, Jonathan. That's, that's like a 90s thing. Oh, wow. It was my jam. I See? love Legends Really? I'm going to have See? to look that one up. It, it, I, I was again. Yeah, I, I was a doubt, DJ. Reading the question again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, not a problem. Following the adventures of characters living living inside a computer and debuting in 1994, what is the name of this action adventure kids show, which was the very first full length computer animated TV series? I don't know the answer. I'm going to guess OK Computer. Oh, okay. oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, computer is incorrect. Yeah, uh, Chris, yeah. Chris, you get a chance to take this one. I wish I could. I could totally see it because, I mean, there's a lot of blue. Yes, now that I'm thinking about it, I can. Uh, there's a lot of blues in it, um, a lot of uh, darker colors, but I just cannot remember the name of it. There was a male character and a female character that were the primary two characters in it. But And I think the TV show is named after the male character's name. But I can't think of it. So, Adam, I'm tapping out. Legend of Bill. <laughs> tapping out. <laughs> uh, yes, you were you were getting there. The characters were all blue co- colored characters, and the show is called Reboot. Oh my gosh! I it was not really in there. Why am I going? Through <laughs> that? I don't know. I've never heard of this at really? all. Really? Okay. Never once. I've never no, heard the name. I think oh. I've I think I saw a few episodes of it, and when he re-asked the question, like little bits of information were popping in my head. But I, yeah, I was not going to get there. Yeah, it wasn't <sighs> a super huge show. I mean, it, it uh, lasted for forty-seven episodes uh, in total. But I, I definitely watched it. And, it. and it being the first, you know, fully computer animated TV show, I always enjoyed it. So you damn kids, damn, <laughs> and their pesky dog. Oh yeah. man. You guys always make me feel older than I am. <laughs> I'm the oldest one probably on this podcast right now, Jonathan. So yeah, that but you're childlike. You That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, it's your call. You get to pick your category. All right. So now that I'm getting a little familiar with the game itself, I'm going to play a little, uh, I'm going to do a little uh, game theory on Jonathan and do sports. Uh, smart call. 
And your decade... Roll the bones. ...is the 70s. Oh, crap. On New Year's Eve... 1972, this long-time Pittsburgh pirate was headed to Nicaragua to bring earthquake relief supplies when his plane crashed, killing him and four others on board. Today, Major League Baseball gives an award bearing his name annually to the player who exemplifies the spirit of humanitarianism. Who is he? It is Roberto Clemente. Roberto Clemente is correct. Good job. Okay, defended the honor of that one. There you go. All right. Uh, Jonathan, it's your call. We will go music. 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 Thank you. What an honor to have that on (laughs) on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And your decade is 70s. We are stuck in the 70s, bro. (laughs) I got my bell bottoms on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The 1972 number one hit, You're So Vain, was probably Carly Simon's best known work. But what you might not know is that this legendary rock frontman provided uncredited background vocals for the song. Yeah, this is something I've run across before. But there's like two or three people who get mixed up in here. It's either Mick Jagger or... I feel like there's a couple more names, but Lord help me, I can't think of them. So we're going Mick Jagger. <laughs> All right. Well, you got those moves like Jagger, because that is correct. Good job, Jonathan. Well done. Yeah, and it's funny, because I've actually gone back out and listened to that song a few times, and I can actually tell his voice in it now. But if I didn't know that, I yeah, there's no way I would have heard the background. Uh, all I right, Chris. I'm that kind of music nerd. What can I say? <laughs> um, all right. So let's see here. Um, you know what? Let's go food, please. Food. Your decade is the 90s. All right, good. Name this sweet snack from the Betty Crocker Company first launched in 1990 with its original mascot aptly named Sydney. Uh... Okay, Adam, repeat the question again for me, please. Mm-hmm. Name this sweet snack from the Betty Crocker Company, first launched in 1990, with its original mascot aptly named Sydney. Aptly named Sydney. Oh, I I'm sure there's a clue or two, or maybe even three in there, and I'm not picking it up at all. Um, um, I'm gonna say Toll House Cookies. Toll House Cookies is incorrect. Yeah, I knew it would be. Jonathan, you get a chance to take this one. So aptly named Sydney makes me think it's going to be something Australian. Sydney, primary city in Australia. So I'm trying to think of something that, well, you said Betty Crocker, right? Mm-hmm, Betty Crocker Company. A snack that Betty Crocker would have done. That would be something with kangaroos in it, like kangaroos or some crap like that, right? Uh, Do me a favor. Read the question one more time. Of course. Name this sweet snack from the Betty Crocker Company first launched in 1990 with its original mascot aptly named Sydney. Sweet snack. Could be like Gushers. Betty Crocker is usually baked goods, though, but it's a snack. None of this makes any sense. (laughs) <laughs> Great Barrier Reef, Uluru, 
Aborigines. <laughs> what do I know about Australia? Crocodiles, Crocodile Dundee. That's not a knife. I don't know. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess uh, fruit roll ups. Adam, I, mm. I wish Jonathan was on my team because <laughs> I got it as soon as he started talking. Mm hmm. Is oh, it Dunkaroos? Dunkaroos oh. would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yep. I don't know what a Dunkaroo is. Oh. <laughs> it was like these little like graham cracker snacks, and it had like a di- chocolate or vanilla dipping sauce that you dipped them in. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, so I came to oh. Australia, and you got the rest of it, huh? Yep. As soon as you said that, I was like, I can't show, any- I can't show anything <laughs> on the screen here. I've got to be stone-faced. Uh, sorry, Adam. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Forgive me. Uh, no, perfect. Uh, all right, Jonathan. It is your pick. And left, we have news and politics, slang, video games, and technology. I'm going to go video games. Video games. All right. Your decade is the 90s. Releasing in 1993, what island adventure puzzle game was the best-selling PC game for a time until The Sims exceeded its sales in 2002? Mist. Mist is correct. Not even a hesitation. <laughs> no, I knew the answer like in the fifth word of the question. <laughs> <laughs> you said island adventure puzzle yeah. game like missed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was a seventh guest guy. I love seventh guest and 11th hour. I wasn't, I didn't really get into missed as much as everybody else did. I, I remember playing it when I was a kid and I couldn't even get like past the original. I was a child, like trying to figure it out. And I was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Our puzzle game was curse of monkey Island. Yes. Oh, there you go. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I remember Fireball Island. That was Ooh. not a computer game. No, it's no. a board game. We had did y'all one. ever play Torpedo Run? No, I can't say we did. That never was heard of that game. one. It was a giant, like six foot by six foot square flat mat you'd put on the floor, and you would have a set of ships, like a carrier and a battleship and whatever, lined up horizontally along the edges of the mat from left side to right side. And you would have a submarine that you were controlling and your submarine would shoot little discs that would slide along the ground and try and hit inside of the hole in the battleship or the aircraft carrier to sink it. That sounds amazing. It was really, really cool. (laughs) Wow. All right. Uh, All right, Chris, it is uh, your turn. Um, So we got three really tough areas now. I'm going to go with news and politics, please. All right. News and politics. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. On January 28th, 1986, the NASA Space Shuttle Challenger exploded just 73 seconds after liftoff. The disaster claimed the lives of all seven astronauts aboard. The shuttle was launched from the Kennedy Space Center in which city? Um, crap, it's in Florida. And Jonathan's going to get this. It's not. Oh, I wouldn't be too uh, sure of that. <laughs> All right. Uh, repeat the la- uh, repeat the question. I'm sorry. Repeat the question. Uh, no I hate when I ask, have to ask that. Ugh. All right. Um, uh, on January 20th, 1986, the Challenger exploded. It was launched from the Kennedy Space Center in which city? Okay. Cape Canaveral. Cape Canaveral no, is correct. It. Yep. Darn it. All right. Good job. I was, uh, like, writing down Krista McCullough. I was writing the I first know, teacher. Right? I mean... <laughs> I would have loved if you said Kristen McCullough. That would have been no, amazing. No, it's Krista. It's Krista. Okay, that's good, because you just said Kristen. No, I said Krista. I would have been like, you got it wrong! Oh, I'm going to punch you in your face with your face. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Jonathan, it is your call. Well, I, I, go... I, I love seeing the, the competition. You're right, though. The competition. <laughs> it's been kind of... I haven't seen it in Trivial Warfare in a while. It's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. No, we like <laughs> to win. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so either tech or slang. Correct. I'm gonna go tech. That this is just more of a specialty for me. All right. Um, and your decade is the 80s. I prefer the 90s, but okay. <laughs> the databank watch not only performed calculator functions, but also stored appointments, names, addresses, and phone numbers. What company introduced us to the databank in 1985? Damn, I mean, I wanted one of those things. Oh, they were so cool. People today don't even know that was our smartwatch. Mm-hmm. Texas Instruments, Casio, Seiko. Um, I never had one. I'm gonna guess Casio. You're gonna guess correctly. Oh, yeah. yes. Nice job. Nice job. That was clutch. Great job. And now, Chris, uh, your last category. You're stuck with slang. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. I'm intrigued to see how this question goes. Gotta be totally tubular. <laughs> to show now he's got to change the question. I, I was gonna, I was gonna do something with tubular. But I was like, ah, screw it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. To show disgust or disapproval, someone in the 80s might say, "Ugh, gag me with a what?" Oh, stick. come on. <laughs> the answer is stick. Stick is. Incorrect. Oh, what? She said stick. It's a spoon, bro. It's a spoon Get it with a spoon. I have no, no, no. Yes, I've... Valley Girl thing. Yeah. Ugh, gag me with a spoon. Yes. No, nope. Did not come to that. Would wow. that would have been no? <laughs> the thievery on the tenth question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. How about you give us a scoring recap? All right, at the end of round one, uh, Jonathan's ahead 50 to Chris's 30. Okay, that's steal. Yeah, that was huge. That's exactly what did it. 50 to 30. <laughs> I got some work to do. Yes. All right, well, you get to start this round, Chris, by picking the category for Jonathan. Round two. By picking the category for Jonathan. But, uh, okay. Well, let's go with TV. All right. And Jonathan's really? deck... <laughs> By choosing TV for me, you stole it from yourself. <laughs> well, you're not going to choose TV for me, Jonathan. That's true. Okay, yeah, no, but that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's no way. Yeah, There's no, you're none. right. It would have been the last category on the board. Yeah. All right. Your 80s, your decade is 80s. So the 80s TV question is. Often pitted against Snake Eyes, name Cobra's all-white-clad ninja who first appeared as a toy in 1984, but soon made his way onto the G.I. Joe cartoon. Storm Shadow. <laughs> Storm Shadow is correct. <laughs> oh, you asked me a G.I. Joe question? Yeah, that's a slow bit softball. <laughs> well, everybody remembers Snake Eyes. I didn't feel everybody remembers Storm Shadow. Or no, they call most them people Shadow don't remember Storm, Storm Shadow. Yeah. You could ask a question about um, the Baroness. That's a good. That's a good target for a question. Yeah, yeah. She was one of the lonely females in all of Cobra. Mm. All, right, all right, Chris. Your question is going to be in video games. All right. Okay. And your decade is going to be the '80s. All right. Well, that's not bad for me. Okay, go ahead. 
1986's Metroid follows this heroine as she protects the galaxy from space pirates and their attempts to harness the power of the parasitic Metroid creatures. Oh, I'm going to mispronounce her name. Um, it's S-E-A-M-U-S. It's Samus. Samus. He gets credit for the pronunciation. Yeah, he gets credit for I agree. He, he spelled okay. it pretty off, but you got Samus. Or Samus. Oh, really? I thought I spelled it pretty on, actually. So, okay, I'll take, the, I'll take it. <laughs> Okay. All right. Held firm. All right, Jonathan. I'm going to uh, trust in the fact that you don't pay attention to news, and I'm going to say news and politics. That's a smart move. I don't pay attention (laughs) to news. Except now. (laughs) No, I still don't. Fair enough. (laughs) Your decade is going to be the 90s. Oh, everything's cutting your way right now. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> what neutral nation admitted in 1998 that its national bank accepted stolen gold from the Nazis? Switzerland. Yep, that's a that's a softball. That's a slow... <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> He's had two softballs in this round. Two Storm of them. Storm Shadow God. is not a softball. Quit no, Storm Shadow is absolutely a softball. <laughs> Whatever. The dice, uh, as per normal with board games, the dice hate me. <laughs> the dice hates me. This is this is what I deal with right here. <laughs> well, whatever. All right, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan, your pick. Chris has got to get a fashion question, guys. He's got to. I already got a fashion question right. <laughs> you picked it. That's yeah. true, because I was a dummy. All right. And uh, Chris, your decade is the 70s. Oh, boy. In 1975, inventors Maris Ambats and Josh Reynolds were extremely happy when they created this color-changing fashion ex- accessory. Uh, mood ring. Mood ring is correct. Oh, nice job. Uh, okay. Oh, definitely feeling better. To know your fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? Two for two. Yeah. Man. All right, uh, Chris. It is your pick for Jonathan. Yeah. Let's. Uh, even though he cr- no. Um. Let's go movies, please. Okay. Movies. The decade is going to be the '80s. Yeah, he scares me with the Am- Amityville from the last one. No, <laughs> yeah. it's like, dang it. All right, for Jonathan. Chunk and Sloth's friendship is one of the many great things about 1985's <laughs> Goonies. What candy bar did they split while being chained up by the Fratellis? Baby Ruth. That is correct. Run. Oh my gosh. Oh, I can't. Oh, you're killing me. All right. All right, Jonathan, you get a pick for Chris. Chris goes with uh, food. Food, okay. And the decade is going to be the 70s. Of course. Introduced by the Wrigley Company in 1975, name this gum that made you want to kiss a little longer, stay a little longer, and hold tight a little longer. Was it double mint gum? Double mint gum is incorrect. Jonathan, you get a chance to steal this one. This is, I remember this song. Yeah. Kiss a little longer, stay close a little longer, die a little longer, longer with Big Red. Oh! Big Red! Oh! <laughs> Dang Big it! Red is correct. It came to me as I was singing. <laughs> uh, Man. Right, good steal. Now, uh, Chris, you get a pick for Jonathan. He steals and he gets to get another question. I know. Man, and uh, we're starting to get... I don't want to give him technology. I don't want to give him sports. 
Uh, I'm going to give him slang and pray to God. <laughs> Praying to God. Praying to God. Slang, his decade is going to be 90s. This 90s slang for money was also the name of a 1995 film starring Lorenz Tate, Chris Tucker, and Keith David. Um, read it again, please. This 90s slang for money was also the name of a 1995 film starring Lorenz Tate, Chris Tucker, and Keith David. I mean, I think this is the Benjamins, but I don't think this is, I don't think that's the name of the whole movie. I thought that was like a, I thought there was more to that. So if it's just the name of the, of the slang for money, it shouldn't be right. So then maybe it's cash or bread or moolah or greenbacks or simoleons or wooden nickels, buffalo nickels. <laughs> that classic movie, Buffalo Nickels. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song, it's all about the Benjamins. I know there was a movie with Benjamins in the title. Do you want the slang or do you want the movie title? It's the same thing. Mo Money. I'm just going to say Benjamins. Benjamins is incorrect. Chris, you got a chance to steal? Yeah, I think it's Dead Presidents. Dead Presidents is ah. correct. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> Sorry, I had to I had to look down just a second cuz my dog just farted up a storm <laughs> on me. My my room right now is just lit up. Poor Sandy just lit me up. Oh, man. (laughs) (sighs) All right. right. (laughs) If you can think through that awful smell, uh, Jonathan, (laughs) you get to pick for Chris. And left, we have um, music, sports, and technology, I believe. He gets tech. He gets tech. Okay. Chris, in your decade is the 70s. Okay. Created by what tech company in 1971, the floppy disk was primarily used to distribute software, transfer data, and create backups, and could store a whopping 1.44 megabytes. This is a 5.25 inch floppy disk. (laughs) (laughs) And you're looking for the company that made it, correct? Yes, sir. What tech company created the floppy disk? Oh my gosh, it's in here. Quit looking at the answers on your ceiling, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm looking at a uh, a beautiful picture of Wrigley Field that a uh, very nice person that is trying to give me crap right now gave to me. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah it made you feel pretty like crappy. What? No, I don't yeah. you feel bad at all. Uh, no. I'm the one who gave him the damn gift. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Trust me, I won in that conversation. <laughs> um, I think it's a co- it's one of a it's one of two or three companies and. Uh, uh, Dutch East India Trading Company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was made uh, 200 years after they went out of existence. That's fantastic, Jonathan. Um, the NBA. It's fantastic. Thank See? you for that layup. Also fantastic. Um, I think it's one of two companies. I'm going to go with, uh, and I don't even know if I'm naming it right. Uh, 3M is my answer. 3M is incorrect. Yeah. Jonathan? Uh, they used to be called IBM PCs, so I'm going to guess IBM. IBM is correct. Oh, yeah. man. 
I've, yeah, I've, every every PC back in the day was an IBM PC, if I remember correctly, I, until Compaq I, and those guys I, came around. You know, I crossed that off because I uh, because again it was seventy one. I didn't think IBM was quite around at that. Well, no, wait, it was fifties. Uh, I was thinking yeah, Microsoft. IBM's way older than that. I know. I was thinking Microsoft, and just uh, yeah. now I'm disappointed IBM was in myself. A firm like yeah, Payback. yeah, yep, yep, yep. All right, all right, Chris, you get to pick for Jonathan. Either he gets music or sports. Uh, let's do music for him, please. Okay. Jonathan, your deck, your, your your decade is going to be the eighties. What? Would, oh, oh God, Chris! Uh, it's a shame this is a, a sound only medium. That's the only reason why I did it. That's the only reason why I did it. I don't know what you're talking about. It says Adam is recording the call. I have to assume there's video. True. True. That's our, our next uh, going to be our little. You need to Instagram see a video with this. Oh I'll yeah, pay you for that. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, all right, for Jonathan, your '80s music question: What redundant band gave us two Billboard number one hits in 1985 with Kyrie and Broken Wings? Carrying these and down the road that I must travel. It's Mister Mister. Yes, huh. it is. Man. I'm just slow pitching to him. Slow pitching to him. <laughs> Man. All right. All Give right. me my sports question. Yes, sir. The only and category that we both think we're good at, of yeah. course, is the last one. I know. 80s is your decade. The Super Bowl shuffled, sold over half a million copies, and peaked at number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. The Chicago Bears remain the only professional sports team to have a top 50 hit. The song was recorded three months prior to beating what team in Super Bowl Twenty? Okay, I had Super Bowl Shuffle written down, or I had the Chicago Bears written down, and uh, I want to say it was the very first time that the New England Patriots made it. New England Patriots is correct. That's right. Suck it, Boston! <laughs> <laughs> I got to stay on brand. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you really do. <laughs> yes, of course, Chicago won. Uh, all right. Well, that's the end of our second round. John, would you please got, give us a score update? I got dominated. <laughs> <laughs> all right. At the end of round two, Jonathan has 110 and Chris has 70. All right. Not a Not a lockout. Uh, all right, you gentlemen. That night I got it right. It would have been, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Final round. All right, you two can uh, write down your wagers for the final round category, which is wrestling through the decades. Oh, 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 oh. Wow, this is interesting. Oh. Do you want us to message you, or how do you? Are you just going to do the trust uh, method? Yeah, trust method for sure. Okay. All right, uh, my wager is locked in. Yeah, my uh, logical wager is locked in. All right. So just a reminder, this is uh, yeah one question with three parts. Okay. All right. The WWE or WWF or WWWF, whatever you want to call it, heavyweight championship belt is maybe the most coveted belt in all of sports. I want you to tell me which WWF superstar had the longest total reigns in each of our decades. So which superstar had the most days holding the belt during the 70s? Which superstar had the most days holding the belt during the 80s? And which superstar had the most 
days holding the belt in the 90s. My little hint, it's a different superstar each decade. Is there is is this an implication that it's a single run of a certain number of days or is it the cumulative days in the decade? Oh, Cumul- good question. Cumul- cumulative days in the decade. Okay, thank you. The 90s is the hard one. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. I got 70s and 80s with no issues. All right, I'm going to lock in. Okay, I'm locked in. All right, Chris, as you were behind, how about you tell us uh, who you picked for each decade? Okay, for the 70s, Bruno San Martino. He easily and by far has had the longest reign. I mean, he had it for like seven straight years. I think it was in the late 60s to early 70s. Even if he had it for most of the, I mean, for part of the 70s, that's still easily the the longest run. Uh, 80s, um, you know, I I put Hulk Hogan down. I thought that was pretty much a lockstep on that. But now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, 84, 85, I still think I've got it right. 90s was, as Jonathan said a few minutes ago, that one was the tough one because you had Shawn Michaels, you had Bret Hart, you had Stone Cold, even though I don't think his was as that long. I don't think The Rocks was that long. Uh, yeah, Yoko Zuna. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's true, too. Um, uh, but I ultimately, two years. I don't think Yoko Zuna had it for two years. He had it for a long time. Okay, well, we'll find out in a minute. <laughs> uh, but I ultimately went with Bret Hart. Okay. All right, Jonathan, how about you? I went with Bruno San Martino. Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart. Yeah, wow. Bret Hart. Yep. Yep. All right. In the 70s, y'all nailed it on the head. Bruno San Martino with 1,619 days uh, with it. He actually had it, you're right, like he had it through the vast majority of the 60s. From like 63 until 70-something, he had it. That guy was a beast. Yep. Um, and and never, will, never will be broken. No. Never. And uh, in second place in the 70s was Pedro Morales when, with 1,027 days. He wow. Had thank, God, thank God you didn't say second. Yeah. Jeez, we got to remember that. Somebody's going to ask that crap in the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pedro Morales. And Check. In the 80s, with 1,747 total days with the belt, Hulk Hogan. Good I job. Be American. <laughs> the real Hulk. American. Oh, that song. That the rights of every man. Yes. Whatever. I don't know the words. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the words? Screw you. <laughs> and uh, in, in second place in the 80s, not terribly far behind with 1,455 days, Bob Backlund had it. Okay. Wow, the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and the 90s, and y'all were correct. The 90s, it changed hands so often compared to the 80s and even the 70s. We didn't even mention The Undertaker. Oh, that's so true, but I think his was a little later on. With 655 total days holding the belt in the 90s, was Brett the Hitman Hart? Oh, well that's that stinks though. That I stinks. love that we both got that though. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, you're right. You're right. Yep. Uh, and just yeah. so y'all know, uh, the person who had it second most in the 90s was Hulk Hogan with 412. Wow. That was just 91 and 92. It's yeah. 90, 91, 92. Maybe 93, but yeah. Now he moved yeah. over. I think it, in 92. Was it that long? Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Chris, your wager. 
I bet 70. I bet all of it. You bet it all. I, okay. I thought that was the only logical bet. And I think you guys can guess what I bet. Just Champions. enough to cover me. <laughs> 31. 31. All right, John. <sighs> With a score of 141 to 140, Jonathan is our winner. Nice Woo! job, Jay. Nice job. I could have gotten 220 if I wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could have. You could have, but that would not have been the smart bet. No. Because it could have been Bob Backlund. <laughs> and that, was, that was a lot of fun. I yeah, enjoyed that. I had a, that was great. Yeah, th- thank you guys so much for being on the on our podcast. I mean, to to grace us with your uh, trivia awesome awesomeitude, we really appreciate it. Is there uh, anything you guys you know want to say or promote trivial warfare or anything else that you want to promote more at, at all? Please give a shout out. I mean, absolutely. So um, the Oaks Media Group puts out five different shows. We have Trivial Warfare, Trivial Warfare Blitz, Foreplay, and Things That Are Blank. Uh, the last two are more like uh, TV game shows than anything else. So the first two are straight trivia games. The next two are like game shows. I also do a weight loss podcast called Talking Fat. More importantly, though, if you're into trivia and you enjoy uh, other people who also like trivia, you should be in the Trivial Warfare Army. You should go over to Trivial Warfare or look, search for Trivial Warfare Army on Facebook. Uh, there's a huge group, lots of friends in there. You probably have friends you haven't met yet, so go ahead and join the group. Um, yeah, a couple things. First off, uh, completely agree. Just the Oaks Media Group and their uh, showcase of uh, games that are on podcast on, on podcasts are just something that are a treat, and most of them are free. You can listen to them just uh, just for fun, and that's a great part for it. Um, the other thing I want to say is just uh, be kind to one another, uh, especially in this time and uh, time and day. It's uh, uh, we're it's rough out there, and uh, just being kind and taking care of one another, and co- even calling up a friend and just checking on them or texting them, just telling them that you love them is. I think uh, very, very important in these days. And so uh, continue to that. And also with your family, play a board game. Board games are important <laughs> to me. Play a board game. It's a lot of fun, and you get to talk to your family. Hopefully you like your family enough to talk to them. Yeah. That's true. Right now, only people in your house, hopefully in a couple months, you can play with friends or play with other family members that play games. So You know what? I like to play with myself. <laughs> oh. I thought you just like to dance with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. I want to dance with somebody. Uh, <laughs> Somebody who loves you? Yes. <laughs> I love the fact that Adam was singing with you. There you go. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And this has been another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com backslash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform you're listening to. And we'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. 
Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your proton pack and your ecto cooler. And maybe some McNugget bugs. <laughs>